0: Hello, and welcome to our Spotlight podcast focusing on precision medicine and companion diagnostics. In this podcast, we hope to explore how to develop therapies that can be tailored for patients, considering individual variability in genes and environment, and allowing for more accurate treatment and prevention strategies. Here with me today is Kai Wong of Frontage Laboratories, who will help elucidate the current role and future of precision medicine and companion diagnostics. Welcome, Kai.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Vivian.
0: Thank you for joining us. Um, So firstly, what are the benefits of different targeted therapeutics?
1: So um, there are actually several types of uh, medical oncology therapy for cancer, including the hormonal therapy, chemotherapy, and targeted therapy. So the target therapy is also called the molecular target therapy. It is used to uh, oncology drugs to precisely locate and attack certain genes and proteins that are involved in the growth of cancer cells. So targeted therapy can be used by itself or in combination with other treatments, uh, such as the traditional chemotherapy, surgery or radiation therapy. So there are actually various types of benefits. Um, Targeted cancer therapy are expected to be more effective than older forms of treatment simply because of its uh, high specificity. And also because of that, uh, it causes a lot less harm to normal cells, and potentially have fewer side effects and improved quality of life for the patients.
0: So are there any current examples of such targeted therapeutics, and what are they?
1: Yeah, there are plenty of targeted therapy examples. Uh, So based on the properties of the drugs themselves, uh, it can be small molecule drug entities, uh, protein drugs such as a monoclonal antibody, and uh, anti-drug conjugates, uh, ADCs. So based on the types of disease, uh, targeted therapy can be used to treat uh, brain cancer, breast cancer, uh, GI cancers, head and neck cancer, kidney cancer, leukemia, lung cancer, melanoma, myeloma, prostate cancer, thyroid cancer. So I'll use the lung cancer here as an example. Um, so as people know, lung cancer is actually the second most common type of cancer in the U.S., but uh, in terms of it's fatality, it is the most deadly type of cancer in the US. So um, lung cancer is highly diversified, resulting from the types of genes that the patients possesses. And actually the target therapy is a perfect uh, uh, help uh, at this this point. So uh, one example I can uh, think of is uh, the the drug called Erlotonib, AKA the Tarseva, which is its brand name. This is a small molecule with a molecular weight of 393. It is to treat the non-small cell lung cancer, uh, the NSCLC. Uh, specifically, it is used to, uh, for NSCLC with mutations in the epidermal growth factor receptor, EGFR, as an inhibitor. Uh, when erlotinib binds to EGFR, uh, formation of the phospho uh, tyrosine residues in the EF, uh, EGFR is not possible, and the signal cascades are not initiated. Therefore, it just causes you know a killing of these cancer cells uh, and to achieve the treatments.
0: Are there any challenges to implementing these targeted therapeutics?
1: Um, sure, yeah, definitely. Um, so there are actually uh, several challenges. So the first one is just like the antibiotic to the bacterias. So cancer cells can become resistant to target therapy. Uh, this highlights the importance of combining the target therapy with other traditional treatments, such as a chemo and, and radiation. So the second challenge uh, is that uh, for certain types of uh, cancers, uh, it is uh, very difficult to find the targets. Uh, this is uh, highly related to the target structure. As well as its function in the cell.
0: So, how does precision medicine and companion diagnostics influence the drug development process?
1: So, um, precision medicine, aka the personalized medicine, uh, is actually approach used the uh, using the genomic information to assist the understanding, diagnostic, and treatment of certain disease. So, the doctors might also use, combine the genomic information with the other information such as the environment and lifestyle of the patients to make the diagnosis and treatments. So in doing so, the patients can be divided into different groups uh, based on the predicted response to the therapy. Uh, the treatments can be more specifically tailored to an individual and personalized medicine uh, can also be used to predict a, a, a person's risk for a particular disease uh, based on their unique gen- genomic information. Uh, uh, on the other hand, companion diagnosis is uh, a medical device uh, by definition from the U.S.F.D.A. Uh, to assist doctors determine if a therapeutic project uh, is beneficial or in the country posing risk to the individual patients. It's based on monitoring the companion biomarkers, uh, which can be d- uh, diagnostic or prognosis pr- purposes. So uh, both precision medicine and companion diagnostic will have huge impact on the drug development process. Uh, for example, uh, when conducting clinical trials, the pharmaceutical companies is able to use the genomic information to identify the right patient population based on their genomic information. So the selected patient population will have predicted response toward the drug candidate and also lower the safety concerns. So this will potentially lower the clinical trial cost, providing a faster and safer trial and improving the approval rate, uh, which benefit actually both the pharmaceutical companies and the patients all over the world. As people know, the major challenge in these days in the drug drug development industry is still the low success rate. Um, So with the help of precision medicine and companion diagnosis, um, so I think the success rate will increase significantly. Also some traditional drugs uh, that are not suitable for the large population might actually be effective to certain small population with specific genomes. Uh, and we can actually bring these drug candidates back to life as soon as they demonstrate the effectiveness, efficacy, and safety to these uh, specific population group. So one example uh, for the companion diagnostic I can think of uh, is for Alzheimer's disease. So currently, uh, there's no cure for Alzheimer's disease, even though the pharmaceutical com- industry already invested billions of dollars to find a cure, yet not successful yet. So with high sensitivity platforms, such as the Quinteric-SIMOA, uh, MSD, uh, certain biomarker uh, related uh, to the uh, neurodegeneration, such as a neurofilament light chain, NFL, and the to 17. 231 um, that's uh, related to this de- disease may be identified and quantitated. Uh, this actually will potentially be used to uh, for the diagnosis purposes, as well as patient enrichment during the clinical trials. Uh, so yeah, this actually in, term, in return, uh, helped the drug development significantly.
0: So in all of this, um, what is the role of next generation sequencing tests?
1: I will actually answer this question by doing a comparison between the next generation sequencing and the qPCR. Um, so next generation sequencing, uh, AKA the NGS, is actually superior to other DNA sequencing instrumentations such as a qPCR uh, in that it actually possesses super discovery power. So q- qPCR is only able to detect known sequence uh, and when processing the samples, it can only pick up the one sequence at, at a time. So on the other hand, NGS doesn't need prior knowledge of sequencing information. It is able to read all novel sequences simultaneously, which gives the power of discovery for the scientist. Uh, Secondly, NGS has a much higher throughput than the qPCR uh, and uh, a single NGS experiment can actually identify variants across thousands of great uh, target regions with a single base resolution. Um, so, on the other hand, I think the dis- disadvantage of NGS is that uh, it is less cost effective for sequencing lower number of targets, and by the fact that qPCR is actually being used in most labs all over the world, uh, I think NGS will need a while to catch up.
0: What do precision medicine and companion diagnostics hold for the future of treatment and prevention?
1: Um, I think uh, in the future, uh, I foresee that the precision medicine and companion diagnostics will play a more and more important role. uh, And with the help of technology and instrumentation, especially on the biomarker side, um, they will provide better diagnosis uh, with early intervention. So the drug uh, efficacy will also be improved with the targeted therapy. Uh, The treatment will be more and more tailored for certain specific group of patients based on their genome information. Uh, And the development of high sensitive uh, instrumentation um, uh, with this help, uh, actually the early diagnosis become reliable. So for example, the circulating tumor DNA, the ctDNA, is actually a very important biomarker and can be used for early diagnostic uh, for cancer. Uh, And in knowing that uh, a sensitive ctDNA analysis method will actually potentially predict the recurrence Uh, months before the you know the clinical onset of the symptoms or presentation and this is uh, actually clinical potentially very very useful.
0: That is all we have time for today. Thank you so much for joining me today Kai and for sharing your knowledge on precision medicine and companion diagnostics.
1: Thank you Vivian for having me.
0: And to our listeners you can find more spotlight features at Bioanalysis Zone. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn.